pipes and in this life, but son, we don't see shade. She got my eye, might make my wife. I know she wanna be saved. We spend a time, you have a good night. How about those Detroit Lions, everybody? Welcome back to Inside the Dome. I'm John Dodaro. It's just me today. Nobody else. I am actually recording this directly after the Lions versus Chiefs game. This was the first game of the NFL season. The defending Super Bowl champions, the Kansas City Chiefs, at home in Arrowhead against the Detroit Lions. The Lions were big underdogs in this game. But the big story with Kansas City, they did not have Chris Jones starting. Chris Jones was actually in a suite in the upper section of the crowd. Travis Kelsey was ruled out hours before the game started. Two big storylines there with the Kansas City Chiefs. But could Patrick Mahomes get it done without them? He was not able to. Now, there were a lot of factors that went into that because this was not a bad game by Patrick Mahomes. I'll get into the Kansas City Chiefs. I'll break down what they did well, what they didn't do well. But let's start with the Lions first, man. I mean, I'll say who I predicted next week, like all the games, but I predicted the Chiefs to win this game. I thought the Chiefs would still find a way to win this. It was at Arrowhead, but the Detroit Lions, I mean, we knew they had a good offense but their defense was unproven. I said that in the last NFL episode that the Detroit Lions defense was unproven. Their secondary was. But, I mean, we'll start with the offense first with the Detroit Lions. Jared Goff, very solid game. Very safe game, I would say, too. No turnovers from him. He went 22 for 35, 253 passing yards, one passing touchdown. And that passing touchdown went to Amon Russ St. Brown, who led the who led the team in receptions with six, had 71 receiving yards, one receiving touchdown. Other players on that offense, David Montgomery. Now, some of you, uh, Jameer Gibbs, fantasy owners, were probably a little disappointed by seeing this, but David Montgomery led the team in rushing attempts with 21. He had a rushing touchdown as well. Very good game by Montgomery, grinding those those little yards that he had a game, especially that touchdown run. That was just sweet. But Jameer Gibbs really showed some good flashes, too. He had 42 rushing yards on seven carries, also two catches for 18 yards. Showed a lot of flashes of what people come to expect from Jameer Gibbs. And I think as the season goes on, I think they'll be splitting 50-50 more. I think Montgomery had the favor in this game. It was primetime, his first game of the season, so they probably wanted to go with the safer option in Montgomery a lot. But the two of them did very well running the ball in their own rights. The receiving core, St. Brown, obviously, I mentioned him, very good. Josh Reynolds, who was technically the wide receiver two on this team, he had four catches for 80 yards, two catches that stood out for me. The first one, it was a big conversion. Goff was in pressure. The Chiefs defensive line without Chris Jones actually finally got to the quarterback here. 
and with one foot, Goff threw it to Reynolds to get the conversion, the first down. Another play, that same drive, Reynolds, it was play action. Reynolds came back. It was like a little curl in a way. Threw it to Reynolds. Big yards after catch, secured the ball, and that helped the Detroit Lions get a touchdown on that drive. Montgomery scored the touchdown on that drive. Sam Laporta, their rookie tight end, had five catches for 39 receiving yards. Good first game from the rookie. Honestly, both rookies, Laporta and Gibbs, showed great flashes in this game. But Cleef Raymond also had a 20-yard reception. Marvin Jones Jr., not a great game from him. Only had eight receiving yards. Also, when the Lions, it was in the first half, I believe, they were driving down the field. And Marvin Jones Jr. lost the ball on a fumble. Bad fumble. It was a screenplay. They threw it to Jones Jr. and he fumbled it. So not a good game from him. Hopefully he can rebound in game two. But... That wasn't even the worst wide receiver performance. But finishing off with the Lions offense, the offensive line did great. Uh, I will highlight the offensive line right now. Taylor Decker, Jonah Jackson, Frank Ragnow. Now he did take a penalty where everybody, everybody false started except Frank Ragnow, the center. That was a kind of funny moment, but they recovered after that. Uh, Vitae, their right guard, and Penai Sewell, very good right tackle, though he did have a personal foul. Him and Nick Bolton had offsetting fouls, but great performance by the O-line. They gave, for the most part, they gave Jared Goff time to throw the ball, and they helped the running game a lot, so great job by the O-line. Their defense, Aiden Hutchinson, during the game, Aiden Hutchinson's family was in the crowd, and they were actually mic'd up, so... We got to hear a lot of reactions from his dad. So that was kind of funny in the game. But Aiden Hutchinson was working on both tackles, primarily the Chiefs' right tackle, who I will get to later. But Aiden Hutchinson had a very good game. Good pressures in that game, too. Good effort in general by the D-line. They were very good. But the secondary, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, man, he was making play after play in the secondary. He was a big impact player that they signed from Philadelphia. Philadelphia did not franchise tag him or extend him. So he is with Detroit. C.J. Gardner-Johnson, multiple big-time plays, especially on that final drive of the Chiefs. It was third and 20, and he had a big deflection there on that play. Big play by him. Another guy to highlight in the secondary, Brian Branch, second-round rookie out of Alabama, had a pick six. Now, I will get to the receiver that made that pick six happen on the Kansas City Chiefs. But Brian Branch, first interception of the season goes to him. That means Mahomes threw the first pick of the season. But Brian Branch, congrats to you. Great pick six. Great return. And he played it like a pro. Great player there. Hopefully he is okay, though. He did take an injury in that game. I don't think he came back in during the game, but... I'm hoping for the best from him. He had a good first game. But one more thing with the Detroit Lions. Dan Campbell, their head coach. I've always loved Dan Campbell. I said in the last NFL episode we did, Carlin asked me to predict my head coach of the year based off the records I gave. And I had Detroit making the playoffs. And I said Dan Campbell could win head coach of the year. He's a fantastic head coach. I've loved him. Since year one, he's just great. He's fun. He's unique. 
And the one play I should mention is it was on the Lions' second drive, second or third drive, but they were back at their own 17-yard line, and they were going to punt it. It was like fourth and two, fourth and three. They had to punt it, obviously. But good old Dan Campbell. I mean, he's got balls, I'm not going to lie, but they went for it. They It was a sneak. It was a fake play, and they snuck it on the punt attempt, and they got the first down at their own 20, and that same drive led to the Amonra St. Brown touchdown. So that was a great, risky, but great call by Dan Campbell. He had a big reason to why the Detroit Lions won this game. Now, the Kansas City Chiefs, what happened? Why did they lose this game? Now, obviously, two things you could say is no Chris Jones, no Travis Kelsey. Obviously, that had an impact. But Patrick Mahomes, this loss was not on him one bit. I will say that Patrick Mahomes had a fantastic game. He went 21 for 39, 226 passing yards, two touchdowns, one interception. I'll get to the interception in a second. But Mahomes did it on his legs, too. He had eight rushes for 23 rushing yards. He was scrambling when he had to. He would convert first downs on his legs. He would make great throws, getting his wide receivers open or his tight ends open just by running the ball. He is just so good in the pocket, just being able to avoid the pressure. But I know, actually, I read the wrong stats. Uh, Mahomes actually had six rushes for 45 rushing yards. I was reading Pacheco's stats. My bad, everybody. But. That just proves how good Mahomes did. He led the team in rushing yards. Patrick Mahomes did. So great game by Mahomes. Hopefully people don't blame him for the loss because it was not on him. I mean, the last play of the game for the Chiefs went off of the wide receiver's hands, and that was a common saying. But the running backs, Pacheco, eight carries, 23 rushing yards. Not bad. He actually he did better than what it looks on the the score sheet there but he also had four catches for 31 receiving yards so he's the main pass catching back which is surprising I would think that would be Jarek McKinnon but Pacheco actually got a lot of receiving work there so good game for him Edwards Alaire was in the game a lot here and there at 22 rushing yards and one catch they did not use Jarek McKinnon a lot now because they didn't have Travis Kelsey I thought that they would use Jarek McKinnon a bit more but they didn't decide to. He only had one catch at the beginning of the game. It was a great catch, too. But I would think with no Travis Kelsey, they relied on him a lot later last season. But they didn't rely on him much this game. So that surprised me. But that's it for the running backs. Now, let's get to the receiver that every Kansas City Chiefs fan is going to be mad at. Kadarius Toney, who they got from the giants last year one of the key reasons why the chiefs won the super bowl last year he had a gr- he had a touchdown reception and a great punt return but multiple drops in this game man the first one that he had he dropped it went right off his hands and went right into Brian Branch's hands for a pick six mahomes threw it perfectly in the tony he threw it perfectly in the tony's hands it bounced off him Tony's hands were just complete bricks, bounced off his hands, went into Brian Branch's hands. Branch returned it for a pick six. So Tony was responsible for Patrick Mahomes' only interception. But it got worse from there. It really did. He had another drop on a mesh route. It was him and Sky Moore on the mesh route running across. 
I don't know if he was distracted by Sky Moore or not, but he dropped it there. And then on the last drive, it would have been a big conversion, which could have potentially gone the Chiefs into field goal range. But it was slightly behind Tony, slightly, but Tony dropped it. The crowd was going crazy. They were booing him. But it was a, a bad drop. The Chiefs, all the Chiefs needed to do at that point in the game was get in field goal range because the Lions went for it at their at the Chiefs' 40-yard line or so. Instead of punting it, they went for it. They failed. So the Chiefs, they had an easy shot. I mean, knowing Patrick Mahomes, they had an easy shot to get in the field goal range. And if Tony caught that ball, they would have been in field goal range, most likely. But that was a bad drop for Tony. Tony really had a bad game. I hope, I mean, he's very talented, though. Maybe it's a one-off, but... I'll get into the rest of the Chiefs. I'll get into the Chiefs wide receiver situation a bit, but other receivers about a scandaling had a big catch. It was the Chiefs had to convert like 20 yards. It was in the second quarter, I believe. And Mahomes threw a deep ball to Marquez Valdez scandaling. I thought it was picked when it was on TV, but Valdez scandaling caught it. Great play by him. Uh, Justin Watson. I think Justin's his first name, but Watson, he is a deep threat for the Kansas City Chiefs. I called it on one play. He was the only wide receiver in on the field, and I'm like, okay, they're going deep to Watson. And he didn't catch it, but the court, Cam Sutton was called for pass interference, the Lions defensive back, former Pittsburgh Steeler. But Watson had two catches. Noah Gray, the replacement for Travis Kelsey, had three catches. Three catches for 31 receiving yards. Uh, Rasheed Rice, the second-round rookie for the Kansas City Chiefs, had a receiving touchdown. So did Blake Bell, the backup tight end. Two of them had receiving touchdowns. Jerick McKinnon only had one catch for 10 yards. And nothing else beyond that, really. I mean, I feel like every single receiver caught one ball at least, but they have so many receivers. But the key is with the Kansas City receivers and their whole situation Without Travis Kelsey, the Kansas City Chiefs lack a true number one receiver. They really do. Now, they've drafted second-round guys in Sky Moore and Rasheed Rice. They picked up Kadarius Toney, who was a first-round draft pick a couple years ago from the New York Giants. They got him. They got Justin Ross, an undrafted player out of Clemson, who was very good before injuries happened. They have Valdez Scandling. They have Watson. But none of them have proven, at least this game, none of them have proven that they can be the wide receiver one that Patrick Mahomes can rely on. Now, earlier in Mahomes' career, it was Tyree Kill, obviously. Now, I'm ignoring Travis Kelsey right now. But last year, even without Tyree Kill, he had veterans like Juju Smith-Schuster, like McCole Hardman, to rely on. And the two of them were very valuable for the Kansas City Chiefs offense. But this year, the only returning guy, the only two veterans are Marquez Valdez, Scandling, and Watson. And I guess Kadarius Toney. But the other, the first two guys have more experience. But they are right now lacking a wide receiver one. And that was my concern for the Chiefs, and that might be a concern for the Chiefs going forward. Because, yeah, they do have Travis Kelsey, but eventually these teams are going to focus fully on Travis Kelsey. So then you're going to have to see who steps up after that, who can make plays. After this game, I don't know who that receiver is. Could be Rasheed Rice because he had the touchdown. But 
I don't know. I thought it would be Kadarius Tony. I'm not going to be honest, but he had a very bad game. He could rebound, though. I mean, drops are a thing that you can rebound from. Like, if you can do everything right, but you drop the ball, that is something you can eventually rebound from. And you've seen guys like Devontae Adams early in his career rebound from drops. But even Deontay Johnson, I could say, too. But the Chiefs need a wide receiver one. They need to figure it out. They need to figure out who that guy is. When it's third down and five or something like that, if Travis Kelsey is covered completely, who can Patrick Mahomes go to? Right now, I don't know who that is. I feel like the only answer is Mahomes has to scramble to get the first down. So they have to figure it out. I want to talk about the O-line real quick because they have two new offensive tackles, Donovan Smith, who they got from the Buccaneers, and Jawan Taylor, who they got from the Jacksonville Jaguars. And Carlin, I was texting him before I started recording, and he wanted me to mention the right tackle, Taylor, and I wanted to mention him as well. So many times in this game, I feel like he false started. Now, I think Lane Johnson posted something on Twitter defending him, something very brief, but... I swear, either he, Jawan Taylor, times it so perfectly that he doesn't get called, but it looked like he false started so many times. He finally got called on it late, but yeah, that was he was a very interesting player. I felt like he was false starting half the game. Donovan Smith got a holding penalty late. That is what he was known for in Tampa Bay. But honestly, they didn't do bad, though. Taylor was holding down Hutchinson as much as he could, but... It wasn't a bad performance by the O-line. I've seen worse before, but I feel like in this situation too, the Chiefs should have relied more on the running game because of the lack of Travis Kelsey. And just seeing Pacheco only having eight carries and Edwards Alaire only having six carries, that's kind of pathetic. I mean, the Lions, between Montgomery and Gibbs, they had 28 carries total compared to 14 total carries by the Chiefs running backs. And this was a close game throughout the whole time. So if you wanted to rely on your running game, you could. That's what the Lions did, and they won the game. The Chiefs, you have Pacheco, you have Edwards Alaire, you have Jerick McKinnon. In this situation, in this game, without Travis Kelsey, you should have relied on your running game. You have good running backs, and they didn't do it. They wanted Mahomes to play hero ball. But in this game, he did not have a wide receiver one to play hero ball with. Now, there was that one drive where he threw the foul to Scandalink. He threw the touchdown pass to Blake Bell. And that was hero ball by Patrick Mahomes. That is the Patrick Mahomes that we know and love. But to do that the whole game, it was very hard. He tried to at the end, but Sky Moore dropped the last pass. It was like a fourth and 25 or something like that. I don't know why they went for it, but they did. I thought they could have punted it and tried to use their three timeouts, but they didn't decide to do that. But maybe it's Matt Nagy calling the plays. I don't know. But the Chiefs are going to have to figure out next week. They should have Travis Kelsey, so I'm not too concerned about them. The Detroit Lions, though, there were a lot of Lions fans out there too. So it was cool to see the Lions win this game. Hopefully it's a sign of what's to come for the Detroit Lions. Hopefully the Chiefs can rebound week two. But... That is it for my thoughts on this Lions versus Chiefs game. First game of the NFL season. So much more football coming up on Sunday and Monday. We will have a NFL Week 1 review, most likely dropping Wednesday. So make sure to listen to that. On today, as I dropped this, I also dropped 
our college football week two preview. So make sure you listen to that as well. It's our longest episode ever, but it has a lot of content. So hopefully you all listen to that episode too. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter slash X, TikTok, Facebook. All of those links in our podcast platforms can be found in the link in bio. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts or Overcast, go to the podcast website and click the link in bio there. But I hope you all enjoyed Thursday Night Football. Hopefully you enjoyed this little review episode. I don't know how common this is going to be, honestly. I just felt like doing this. I don't know if it's going to be a weekly occurrence or not. If I feel like it, I will. Maybe Carlin will be a part of it. But we'll see. I had fun doing this. But I am John Dodaro. Have a great day, everyone. See you next time on Inside the Dome.